Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. Today's guest is Ladera McKinnon, who is a painter who creates vivid abstract art with lots of movement in it. And she is currently in the process of reintroducing herself to both her art practice and who she wants to be in her art business. So in this episode, we took a deep dive into figuring out what is at the core of her business. What is both her core message and her core motivation, hint, they're the same thing, so that she can take that into her marketing plan for 2024 and figure out where she needs to be spending her time. First, we did a really simple exercise that you can recreate for yourself to help you figure out how you want to be more impactful and bring that into all the areas of your art business. From there, we reverse engineered several months, actually, I think it was six months of Ladara's next year as an overall marketing strategy, using that idea of who she wants to be and how she wants to show up in the world to make a outlined marketing plan that's aligned with who Ladera is. So if that sounds like something you would love to learn to do for yourself, listen in as we get going. Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I'm here with the vivacious Ladera McKinnon. And we have kind of chit-chatted quite a bit over the years. And so I was just thinking, how cool would it be if we got a chance to, one, catch up inside of this setting of recording a podcast, but also like can I help you today? How can I give you something to take away to further your art practice, your art business? So let's just dive in. Ladera, tell me a little bit about what's going on. What's happening in your life? What's happening in your business? What are you thinking about? Well, I think for my business, I am in a Phase of relearning my business, relearning my art practice, giving myself grace, um, all of that. I am going through like grieving. I lost my mom this year. I didn't really get well in my art practice. I really couldn't paint in all the things. So I'm in a better space now of like exploring what I love you know like I love creating I love running my business and stuff so I've been going to like pop-ups and doing art events and stuff over the past like two months and you have to constantly talk about your business talk about your art and your practice and all these things and it's like I'm talking about it but it's kind of more of like I'm still rediscovering right now and it's like I've always had a great foundation of my business and my art had everything together, but you know, right now I'm just exploring. Yeah. So what are you exploring exactly? Like 
what do you what are you hoping to find? Do you know? I think for me, I want to get back to the exploration of my art practice. I love being intuitive and exploring different things. So I am, uh, as my partner says, they they said that I my marks are showing more because I like to do like somewhat of like a chaos with a little like more calm, mm. like looking art. So right now it's like my mark making is being revealed a little bit more in some things. I've only painted like, six canvases but a six canvases in like a year so well almost a year yeah well and i know that i don't know if prolific is the right word but in the past you have been pretty steady with your creating and you have a from what i see a very recognizable style but it sounds like you're in that place where maybe not even up leveling it but just taking it deeper into what you want it to be that's great because I have seen tons of your work but the one that I see behind you I'm assuming that's one of your newer ones I'm seeing more mark making in it is that right or is that an older one it's an older one it's about a year a year and a half old but it's one of my favorite paintings where I was like I can see it I can see Mm. where what I want, I see the lusciousness, the texture, it, the the marks, you know, the color palette. Like I was exploring a new color palette then, and I was like, "Ooh, it's a little like neutral, but still vibrant," which I love. Yeah, it's like all the things that you're saying are you like the contrast. I like the neutral with the vibrant. I like the calm with the chaos, and you're. It, you've got that kind of dichotomy going with your work, which is cool. And well, as, you're my Gemini. Yeah. I, see, I see you. <laughs> so then the way that I understood what you just said, kind of that painting behind you is maybe the catalyst for some of this change that is happening with you reintroducing yourself to your art practice. But you also said that you're wanting to kind of relearn your art business and explore that. What's happening on that front? Ooh. So I love, you know, teaching about art and I love teaching about like running the art business and stuff. And it's like this year I actually did a lot more of mentorship and teaching courses with different organizations. And I was like, oh, you know, like I've always loved it, but in a bigger capacity this year, Mm -hmm. more than the actual art and which I'm fine with. And also, I think I'm just trying to, like, I have a strong client base. They're very supportive. So I guess for me, it's like, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to reintroduce myself. Because a lot of my stuff is about, like, joy and, you know, having this immersive art and, like, this art that emotes. Right now, it's like, I was very vague, like, always Mm surface-based. So I think now it's like, I want to with the business dig a little bit deeper i still have the same core values and mission to be to do philanthropy and stuff like that so i want to be more impactful really because like i love doing philanthropy work i i want to do more but also still have a living you know sure yeah yeah yeah. so 
it's a mix of going deeper with this mentoring and teaching courses around art business, as well as catering to that base of clients who loves your work and trying to be more impactful with the work that you are making. Does that sound like a good summary? Yeah, that's okay. Pretty good. I mean, I'm still figuring out, so that sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't write down philanthropy. Let's write that down. Okay. So, one, when people are trying to go deeper with their art, I take them through a little process. And I don't think we have time to do the whole thing today, but would you be interested in exploring that with me? Sure. Let's see. So we really start with a really annoying exercise. (laughs) It's called why. So essentially what we're doing is right now, I'm going to take you through a series of questions and we're going to try to get to what is that kind of overarching umbrella, deeper thing that you're trying to convey with your art and then we'll see where we go from there we'll just start that why do you make art or creative expression okay and creative expression is important to you why because i am a person that i have a hard time with words and so that has always been like my base of being able to say what I want to say without having the words. Because I do deal with dyslexia and all the things. So I try to get it all out and then come back to, like, what did I say? Mm-hmm. Not the word. So you make art for creative expression because you have a hard time with words so that you can then go back And I think what I heard you say was something along the lines of, I can, I can go deeper inside myself in a way that I maybe wouldn't have been able to dig out if I had not created that visual first. Yeah, I I believe so. So then why is it important to you to understand what you're trying to say? Like, what does that accomplish? It gives me like freedom it gives me like the feeling of freedom like it's not locked up and maybe someone else can relate to it it's like i do like to be like an example of like you know like a positive example for other people Mm -hmm. and i have so many different types of identities so it's like maybe someone can see their self in my life Mm -hmm. so then you said It gives me freedom so I don't feel locked up so that people can see themselves in it and I can be a positive example for them. Can we can we keep going? Are you open? Okay. Positive example. How? What what do you want to be a positive example of? Do you know? I mean, I'm a black woman first. So seeing other black women go after their dreams or children or kids to see like an abstract artist that is black and it's very rare even though there's so many 
I know so many abstract artists that are black, but in the world, if you're not in the art world, you don't see right. that. Right. So I just try you're to looking for it. Yeah. Because when I was in college and I was looking for someone to look like me to do what I want to do. And it's like my professor to be like, there's people out there. They may not look like you if they're doing what you're doing and what you want to do. And like, she was very encouraging to me, my, my professor, Alex. And so I was like, I'm going to keep doing it and looking for people. I want to stop for a second, just because what you said earlier is I want to teach art. I want to teach business. I want to be a mentor. I want to teach classes. I want to do philanthropy. I want to be more impactful. And then we asked why, and we dug and dug and dug and dug. And you said, the last thing I heard was, I wanted to find someone who looked like me, who was going after their dreams and be a positive example for them. Do you think that that's it? Or did we miss it? Do you think that's the overarching why I make art? And I know there's more to it than just that. I mean, I think so. But if I I took that away and I said, you can't have that, would it feel like I took away the soul of your work or no? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I couldn't be a positive person for someone to look up to or aiming to inspire somebody, it's like, it's kind of like, what are, what are we doing Mm -hmm. in a way? Because it's like, for me, it's like, I grew up where my mom, she'll give the shirt off your back. So, you know, always helping people. Like I grew up helping her do drives and helping other military families. So it's like, it's in me to try to do more work for other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, if I couldn't get back with creation of art, stuff I've learned, like just helping people, it's like, it's kind of like, what is the purpose? Like, you might do it anyway, but it would just be like, okay, what are we doing? You know, I, I'm i trying to think of a good example here. Like, um, like, I'm trying to grow this bonsai tree. I think it's cool. I like it. There's no deeper meaning behind it. It's just a little bonsai tree. It's not really brightening my life except that there's a plant that used to be a seed there's nothing deeper behind it and I feel like in art there's always almost always even if you have to excavate it there always almost always is something there yeah I feel like that's why it's for commercial work too I like doing commercial work mm-hmm. and it's like you don't get to put all of that in there but you still do it it is like doing commercial type of stuff it does bring income Larger income than you just, you practice. It's almost like there can be hobbies that you love. But if you say, I'm an artist, it's usually more than just a hobby. There's something coming out of you that needs to come out. Yes. I'm trying to be deep and existential here, but not really. Like, I, I believe that. So if we, if our overarching message of our brand is that we want to be a positive example for people to go after their dreams no matter what they look like 
Does that does that land? And I already asked you this, but I just want to make sure one more time. It does. Okay. That's where we start with the deeper side of things. But also, I mean, that branches out into all the areas of your, all the other areas that you mentioned, which makes sense to me because all of those other areas can have that same deeper meaning in common. Yeah, I can agree. Hold up just a second, because this is the perfect place for me to mention that the exercise that we just completed with Ladera is step one in learning how to find your voice and insert it into your content so that your marketing really starts to sound like you and so that you can really share your mission with the world, even if you don't know exactly what that is yet. We just completed step one, but in this training that I created called Find Your Voice on Instagram, we take it much further. So you can break that big message into bite-sized, understandable ways to help people connect with your art so that you no longer have to fit it all into one post. We're gonna make your entire account into something that people can say, I know who they are, I know what they're about, I love their work. Actually, you know, it's perfect for so-and-so. I'm gonna send it to them because that's what the power of a brand does. And I'm not talking about colors and fonts and all of that. I'm talking about your message, your values, what your work is about, who you are as a person, and then not having to reinvent the wheel every single time you need to put out some content. It also includes a really powerful content planner that helps you come up with hundreds of new ways to talk about your art and over 30 different ways to show one piece of art so that no matter how fast you're creating, you never get stuck with not being able to post because you're not creating fast enough. The other thing I love about the planner is it helps you decide what the purpose of your post is. So you can plan ahead or you can do it on the fly, but you're not just posting to check a box. It's actually helping you move the needle in your art business very purposefully and strategically. So I'm going to get off this rant. I just wanted to make sure that you knew about it in case that was something that you were interested in. And we will get back to it with Ladera. Normally where I go from here next is we break your big idea down into some broader content topic ideas and then break those down into like, here's what I believe that I can repeat that people can, you know, relate back to me so that they can really start to understand these deeper ideas behind my art. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel every single time. I don't know if that's the next place we need to go today. Actually, what I think I want to do, because you said I'm, I'm reintroducing myself to exploring my art business. If we were to break down all of these things that you want to do, because it's a lot of things, and they all have different strategies behind them. They can go under this overall brand and they can all work together. But if we were going to give a focus to one or two of them, 
what would you want your 2024 to look like? Where do you want to invest the most time and energy? I think since I have, so I want a grant for a mentor or creating. So I think it would have to be my art practice because without my art practice, I don't have my initial thing. So I need my art practice to be able to flow into these other things. It's like, I feel like brands don't contact me for like, oh, you're you're doing lamp therapy. And it's like, they're contacting me because they love my art. Mm-hmm. They're like, how can I make this into, how can I get this into my space, you know? So yeah, it would have to be the art practice and getting that together. I am going to just real quickly play devil's advocate here and say, if you had said a different answer, if you had said, I really want to focus on working with philanthropic groups, or I really want to teach, or any of the other answers, we could have done that. But because you said, I one, I have a mentor, and two, that's where your intuition is telling you is the most important place to focus, then I agree. So as far as we're starting to deepen our style, explore that more, we really want to focus on the art practice. If I remember correctly, this is your full-time job, right? It is. It is. So there's money to be brought in. So it can't just be about the making of the art, if that is our energy focus. It also has to be about the selling of art. So are there any particular ideas that you're wanting to explore moving forward with art, with marketing, with different ways to do things? If you don't have an answer, that's okay. But I just want to start with that big question. I don't. I went back to Hawaii in May for my mom's funeral and stuff like that. And so basically, I've always had this thing about like, where am I from? Well, people actually like, where are you from? And I'm like, from military band of that. And then I'm like, when I got to Hawaii and I landed in that airport, I felt like hope. Mm-hmm. Like the whole time I was there, I'm like, this is just where I want to be. But Hawaii is expensive. You can't just stay. Like my family's there, but it can be <laughs> home without you living there. Yeah. So, I mean, like I have a series that I want to do that is focused on that. But I also have like another collection that's going to be like, it's unfolding. And it's something about like me being more open with my work. And I just want to explore different things with that. The person I'm going to be working with, my mentor, he does like some type of mixed media with collage and there and like stuff. And it's like, my whole thing with art started with experimentation with all mediums. Mm-hmm. And I only do acrylic right now. I don't even do ceramics anymore. So I'm open to see where this goes. So I'm really actually excited about that. I don't know if that answers your question, but... I think so. <laughs> yeah. So I think very... I don't know how to explain my brain, but basically what my brain does is it takes... Your idea to start breaking it down into an Excel chart. (laughs) So the way that I saw it, just 
again, overarching is that in probably Q2, meaning April, May, June, you might be at a place where you're ready to do this Hawaii series. Q1 is I'm going to create a collection of art that is based on exploration. The main idea behind it is exploring who I am, where I want to go from here, all of that. Does that sound right so far? Or is that too big of gaps between those? Um, I'm here for it because I'm in a space. Everything doesn't need to have a turnaround in two months. Um, I used to turn around in two months. Yeah. So in our best of last show in May. So it could be nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that fits in nicely. I, I really, I think your series around exploration is going to be gorgeous. I'm excited to see it. But what I'm really excited to see is the Hawaii one. Because it's been poking at you. It, it has this sense of home for you. It has all these memories connected to your family around it. It's like almost an homage. And you'll, you'll have a greater sense of what you want it to look like once you finish this exploratory series. I think it's yeah. a great timeline and you can display it at your solo show. Yeah. I will say what I keep on thinking about is when you were talking about like, what would you pick? Like you're saying like the, the art practice. And I'm, I keep on thinking, I'm just like, well, my lamplay work is, I feel like my work is like art with impact. So I'm just like, I've done a mural for a nonprofit here. They want their space to be like more uplifting and stuff like that. So I did that. And like, I still use my art practice. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, I guess it's on my mind. because I'm just like, stop. Mm -hmm. So but, going even a little bit further, we're thinking about, okay, here's the series. I don't even know how to say that word. Collections. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to be focusing on. For the first yeah. half of the year, how does the things that I want, the person who I am, come back into the marketing? So, for example, you may have heard me say that there's three parts to marketing. There's getting your art seen by new people. There's nurturing the people already around you. And there's selling, right? You keep coming back to the nonprofits, the being a positive example, the wanting to be more impactful. So how can we use, and not in a yucky way, but in like a really fulfilling, beautiful way, how can we use that to help grow the art practice side of your business? So you mentioned a mural from a nonprofit was a fun project for you. That is also a really great visibility tool. It gets you in front of more people who probably have some similarly aligned messages who may or may not. And I'm, I'm going to say this like real off the cuff here and don't take this badly, but might not like your art or might love your art. But some of those people who love your art and align with your message, they're going to become fans. And fans help spread you. So how can we align with more of that? Are there any particular groups that you feel 
called to work with, support, be a part of, give your time to? Or is it just a general, I just want to help? Well, in the past and this year, I've helped different types of people. I've done like military families. I connect mm-hmm. to that. Domestic violence, I connect to that. Mental health awareness, connect to that. Basic needs being covered. Like I've done that this whole year. These different causes that I connect with. It's not just one thing. So I think, I guess you could say it's in general. I just have to be able to really connect with it emotionally. And I'm just like, yeah. You have to believe in them. Yes. If it moves me, I'm doing that. One thing, and I can't go through this entire thing because we're going to run out of time. But I just want to give you some starting places of how to start thinking about this so that you can start doing it for yourself. But as far as visibility goes, I think one of your strongest places to go would be collaborations. And I love collaborations. And we can collaborate with military, domestic violence, basic needs, mental health, people who want to go after their dreams, like all these different places that you are loving. So as far as that goes, you know, when I'm being my best version of my business self, I do a collaboration a month. How does that number feel for you? Is that like, whoa, or is that like, oh, I could totally do that? That's a lot because uh-huh. I um, I focus on my time and my capacity. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about before. It's, I think we, we talked a couple, couple years ago and it's like, I'm burnt out. That was my struggle. And I have learned about, hey, capacity. If you can't mm-hmm. do that. And that's okay. I just okay. wanted to throw it out there and see what your reaction to that was. Yeah. And also I'd say... Every quarter. Okay. And I'm just also going to throw this out there that it doesn't have to be that you paint a whole mural for someone. Like that does not have to be the extent. It could be much more simple than that. Like, hey, I'm going to promote your cause on my Instagram page. And how could we help each other, essentially? Could I hang a painting in your lobby for a while? Or could I donate one to your charity event or could I you you know like thinking about how can I help them and how can they help me so they could be a much smaller scale just put that in the back of your head for later but for now we're going to say quarterly well when you say it like that that doesn't require manual labor I'm here for that's why I was like I want to be more impactful but it's like I don't have the capacity to do more than what I want yeah okay So I'll also say that some of my collaborations are big and some of them are very small. So like today I recorded a podcast with someone who has another great podcast for artists and she's going to do the same on my podcast. So we we traded. That was a collaboration. Yeah. Took maybe total two hours of our time once all is said and done. Another guy. I'm teaching a whole workshop with and we're going to market it and we're going to charge like 27 bucks or something. Maybe. I don't know. We're figuring that out. But like there's this whole big amount of work that needs to go into it. But anywhere in between there is great. If I were you, 
I would look for maybe two smaller ones and a bigger one in a quarter. So when we're thinking about being more visible, we're doing it through causes that we believe in, that we can help, that they can help us, instead of, did my reel go viral? And maybe a reel will go viral too, but we don't have to put so much focus and energy onto that kind of thing. So then if we're thinking about nurturing, a lot of the work that we're doing around nurturing comes back to who do I want to support? Let's open up a conversation. Let's add them to a list of ideas of people for later. Let's do something nice to open the door. Let's follow up with someone I did that collaboration with because I have an idea for them or because I need to ask a favor of them or whatever that is. So if you take this kind of model for yourself, you're really going to start to be able to get into the flow of your marketing is just kind of easy because we know our goal is collaborations with people that we can support their cause that we believe in. We're feeling fulfilled. We're fulfilling our mission. And then on the side, we're also marketing our art. So then as far as sales go, how do you want to, when do you want to sell these collections that you're creating? I know we've got the solo show coming up, so that's one thing. Are we releasing them online? Like, is that the thing or is it something else? We can release them online. I mean, you've done that before. You're looking I'm, at me like, I have an idea. I mean, I'm exploring getting into like markets. I was doing like mm -hmm. two a year and it's like, maybe I can do a market. I'm trying to like get more, like I have a lot of word of mouth of my same collectors that are like telling everybody else but it's like bringing in new fresh collectors i would like to see that like i've been doing some pop-ups recently and it's like great like this is a great like, meeting new people people loving the art and stuff so mm -hmm. i would like to test a little bit of going out in person a little bit give me a number over the next six months if you not over but we're staying within your limits of what is good for you. How many would that be markets-wise? Well, I have three planned for next year for next six months. So okay. maybe trying to maybe add two more. Mm. My thing is like my work is very eclectic. So having the right markets are important. I just want to make sure. I have to wrap up here in a minute, but I just want to make sure you're not overextending yourself, which I don't know that you are, but I'm just being mindful of it because it was something you brought up. If we're doing too small and a big collaboration every month and almost a market every single month, are we still doing okay? It seems like a lot. It does seem kind of like a lot. I was kind of happy with the three that you said. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do feel like markets take up a lot more time, a lot of my energy and me like recovering from them take up way more time than actual. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I want you to think about. And then we'll, we'll stop there. Okay. The markets, the point of them is to get you in front of new people so that you can talk to them so that they can see your art and so that you can offer it for sale. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. We've already signed up for three. 
Great. We got those in the books. Check, check, check. The collaborations are supposed to serve the same purpose. So maybe you don't have a stall where all of your art is hanging up, but you're finding new people, you're building connections with them. And if we add in one little tweak, unless you're already doing it, we're collecting them, whether that's an email list, whether that's an Instagram, whether that's a piece of paper where you write down all the people that you'd like to make sure you invite to your solo show and to let them know when you're releasing a collection and all of that kind of stuff. If we're collecting the people as we meet them and guiding them to somewhere where they can start to see your art on a regular basis, it's accomplishing almost the same mission. So even the people that you meet at those markets, some of them are going to impulse buy stuff, right? But the majority, like two-thirds of those people who are interested in buying from you, want that continued experience before they make up their mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So just think about it like they they serve the same, almost the same purpose as long as I'm thinking strategically about it. So we're getting in front of lots of people. We're doing our collection release. When are we doing that? March and May? Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. And that gives you me enough of time. And then that release can coincide with your open show where you can be yeah. promoting it online as well as in person. I think that sounds like a pretty solid overarching plan. I'm sure there's some details in there that we've missed that can use filling out. But if that's your guidance system, I feel like you're going to be pretty solid. I think so. Good. Is there anything you want to ask a follow-up question on before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. Or need any more explanation or anything like that? No, I think you covered everything, especially like when it comes to having the six months in advance. No, I think you did great. Oh, good. I used to do three months in advance, but sometimes then you get to the end of the three months. And if you're not continually every month doing it, then you get to the end. You're like, okay, now I'm starting over and you don't have any anywhere to go from there. So yeah, kind of trying to go a little bit further. I think this definitely helps with where I am right now and seeing where I can possibly be in the next six months. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm excited for you. I'm going to watch. And you're going to keep me updated. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Okay. So, Ladera, where? Ladera. I'm sorry. I said Ladera. Ladera. My bad. I'm sorry. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you online? You can find me at Ladero Fine Art on every single platform. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. Or you can just email me at Ladero Fine Art at Gmail if you have a question or anything like that. Okay, so I'm going to narrow it down just because if you were my client, this is what I'd tell you to do. Tell me the number one. Where should I go? I just got an Instagram. That's my number one. Instagram backslash Ladera 
fine art? Is that what you said? Yes. Like okay. Different. And I'll put a link to it too, but just want to make sure everybody's got it. Thank you. It was fun. I appreciate you taking the time, even though I know that you were like, well, tell me what we're going to talk about. I'm like, I can't. And you did it anyway. <laughs> well, so thank thanks. you. I appreciate the time and the opportunity to speak with you as always. Absolutely. Okay, guys, wasn't she amazing? Her mission and dedication to make the world more impactful are something that I so deeply want to help you do with your art business as well. So if you're looking for shorter bite-sized guidance, you're going to want to sign up for my email list. And I have a free gift for you when you do. It's called Under 10K, real-life content that led to art sales on Instagram. And I featured 10 different artists with less than 10,000 followers with examples of content that they used to sell their art on Instagram, actually make an art sale. And I broke down why I think it worked and how you can take that technique for yourself. If you want it, go ahead and grab that from the link in my show notes and we'll be in touch soon. 